examining the promise. Out of the revelation that Peter had, Jesus Christ made a promise. And that's the promise we want to examine today. So the sermon title for this morning in part three of our church series, the church series, the title is The Promise. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter number 16 and verse 18. Matthew chapter number 16 and verse number 18. The Bible says, I will build my church <laughs> and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Peter caught the revelation. Jesus made the promise. I. When Peter caught the revelation, Jesus made a promise. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father was in heaven. Now that you have caught it, let me promise you, I, the Lord, Jesus Christ, shall build my church, not your church, my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why did it say, and the hell shall not prevail? It says the gates. <laughs> Praise the Lord. will build my church. <laughs> Jesus Christ is taking things personal here. When it comes to the church, Jesus Christ takes things personal. The church does not belong to pastor. The church does not belong to a prophet. The church does not belong to a bishop. They are only co-workers, laborers that have been given a task by God. The church belongs to Christ. He takes it personal. He said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. I know there's going to be a counter reaction to the church. The gates of hell will try to arise and prevail. But I promise you one thing. The church I build, the gates of hell will not prevail against. I... <laughs> Are you scared about the future of the church? Are you scared about what will happen to the body of Christ? What cannot harm Jesus cannot harm the church. <laughs> what cannot harm Jesus cannot harm the church. So will COVID scatter the church of Christ? No, sir. No, madam. It can't happen. He said the gates of hell shall not prevail. Let's examine this scripture. Number one, he says I. In the English language, I is a pronoun. Meaning that it's got a personality behind. So this pronoun refers to the person who is behind the action. So he said, I. In other words, Jesus takes ownership. You want to know who the founder of the church is? I. 
who is building the church I so he says I he affirms the responsibility to build is his he said I we just participating Jesus is the one building so whether I come to church or I don't Jesus will still build his church I counted the privilege that he would choose men to participate in this mission. Because he can do it. I will build. Number two, he says, we'll build. I, he takes the responsibility, then he says, we'll build. What does that mean? Jesus will willfully undertake the project. Jesus is not being forced to build. He's doing it willingly. <laughs> Have you ever found a builder who has no will to build a thing? Check their work. It's imperfect. Contract somebody. Pay them less. Then you realize that bricks can break. <laughs> But Jesus says, we'll build. He will willingly undertake the project. Jesus isn't being forced to build the church. He's doing it willfully. God says, there is sin on the earth. Who shall I send? He said, here I am. Send me. <laughs> there was nobody found worthy. Christ volunteered. Let me go and die for them. The reason was he wanted to build the church. So we can stay here secure and know that the one that is building the body of Christ, he himself is willing. <laughs> he is willing. Number three, he says, my church. Jesus is not building on behalf of Pastor Gifts. He, he is not growing believers for a bishop somewhere or for a congregation. He's building the church for himself. He says, my church. So the building isn't for another man. It's for himself. Ha! Have you ever given your dress or your shirt to somebody to iron for you? You see how you complain? You have been the wrong way. How But when it is you that is dealing with your matter, you know what it should look like. You know what it should become. You know where to put the deco here, there. This is yours. When you are renting a house, there are certain things you can't do. When I was moving into the house where I am, they gave me my contract. You can't make alterations, man. It's going to be shiny, 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 shiny. But this one belongs to him. Christ can make renovations. He can make demarcations. He can give rooms and areas to man. So somebody will say, but hey, how come they are also starting? You are not the owner of the church. If the owner of the church says, start back on up. Who are we? We will start there. Because the building belongs to him. I will build my church. How many 
long is going to be? Who knows? Who owns the plan? The owner of the church. I'm a church here full of sound. If I go to the gym or so. of the project. Praise the Lord. So God is not building the church on behalf of another man. He's doing it for, his, for himself. It's his personal project. Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So God is doing it. God is doing it on his own behalf. We've just summarized this verse at this point. Now let's go into the message. Isaiah chapter number 28, verse number 16. Hey, when it comes to the church, this promise the Lord makes, he didn't start in Matthew. He started a long time ago. Isaiah chapter number 28, verse 16. The Bible says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone. <laughs> Behold, I lay in Zion a stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act in panic. <laughs> The issue is, we do not understand our God. The Bible says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. And whoever believes will not act in panic. A cornerstone is the strength and identity of the building. I'll say that again. A cornerstone is the strength and identity of the building. Depending on the building you want to make, that will determine the kind of foundation you make. The strength of the foundation entails the longevity of the building. A shallow foundation will promise us the destruction of a building. So you see certain houses when you go there, there is a crack like this because of the foundation. Depending on how high 
the building will be. It will determine how deep the foundation will be. So Christ is the foundation. Christ is the cornerstone. There's nobody else that could, 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 could handle the weight of this glorious church except he himself. Peter could not do it. Peter is dead. Alive in heaven, not on earth now. Jesus Christ died and rose again. And is still living and reigning now. Still running things. What a foundation. Do you think you, as the church of Jesus Christ, can be destroyed? No, my friend. I have my identity in the chief cornerstone. <laughs> if you build your life in Christ, you are secure. So, the cornerstone is what gives identity to the beauty. By examining the cornerstone, you know what is what is coming up? In two story building, Now By identifying the foundation, you get to know the identity of the building. Christ is the foundation. Praise the Lord. He is the what? The foundation. Romans chapter number nine, verse three. This prophecy was in Isaiah. In Romans, Paul also speaks of that stone. He says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense. Wait, have you heard that? A stumbling stone and a rock of offense. I don't know. Are we reading the same scriptures? What does the Bible say? Rock of what? A rock of offense. This is not just a rock for beauty. It's also a rock for fighting. A rock of offense. And whoever believes on him, the narrative changes. In Isaiah, it was just whoever believes. I don't know. Let's go back to the scripture we read in Isaiah. It says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act in panic. Whoever believes, not on him or in him, whoever believes. Come to Romans chapter number 9 verse 3. It says, and whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. That foundation, that rock is a person. Ah. That foundation, that rock, when the Bible is saying, and on this rock I will build my church, that rock is a person. That revelation is making known a personality. That person is Jesus Christ. He is the rock of offense. He is a stumbling stone. For those that try to attack the church, they stumble there. Mm -hmm. 
There is self-defense within Christ. And so he says that whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Ah, yeah. When we combine the two scriptures, we see two things that happens to those that have Jesus as their foundation. To those that believe in the promise of Christ. Two things. When we build on Christ, there are two things that happen to us. Number one, there will be no panic. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 28, verse 16, that we just read, he says, whoever believes will not act in panic. No, we are not scared, my friend. We are not walking uh, apologetically. We are not walking like people that have got no surety whatsoever. We know where we are going. We know who defends us. We know who anchors us. We will not be shaken. Anything else can be shaken. The church can never and will never ever be shaken. There are great men that have arisen and spoken about the end of the Christian church. One man of old should be an Italian man or a French man. He was an atheist and he started writing books against the Christian church. And he says that by my pain, by my writing, in the next 50 years, there'll be no church. There'll be no Christianity ever in the world. It will be non-existent. 20 years later, the man died. <laughs> the church is still here. I said, 20 years later, the man who said after 50 years, the church will die. 20 years later, before 50, he died. A few years later, the house where he was staying <laughs> became a Bible production center. What he spoke against was pre being produced in the house where he was. I don't know who has a reason against the church. I don't know who has an agenda against the body of Christ. But I come to let you know, child of God, on the one that we believe is the rock of offense. Whoever believes will not act in panic. Listen to me, child of God. The church of Jesus Christ is a, is a stable church. The church of Jesus Christ is not afraid. We are not in panic, child of God. Stay put because you are standing on the rock. A foundation that is sure. A foundation that can never be shaken. I will lay in Zion a stone. And whoever believes will not act in panic. Do you know what acting in panic does to you? It makes you lose stuff. It makes you lose ground. That's why the Lord is a God of the process. He doesn't act quickly. He wants to form you through the process. And whoever believes will not act in panic. The greatest mistakes men have made they acted in panic. Do you know why we've been defeated by temptations? We act quickly. And that's, and, 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 and that's the way the enemy deals with us. He makes you think, 
You're not yet married. Later, I get or so. And, and in that moment, you just want to act quickly. What if you will not get married? With this corona, what if you die before your wedding day? Enjoy now. He pushes you to act quickly. But the Bible says whoever believes in this stone that the Lord is laying in Zion will not act in panic. The church of Jesus Christ has a sure foundation. We don't act in panic. We are not in high haste. The church is not ending tomorrow. We are still waiting for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are here. We are not rushing anywhere. The church will be here. People have spoken against the church, but the church is here. People have fought against the body of Christ, but the church is here. The church of Jesus Christ will keep on marching on. Come on, somebody shout with me. We are marching on. We are not in panic. You know, when people are in panic, they'll carry essential stuff. They'll start throwing it away. Ah, I believed in the Bible. I believed in the word. I believed in prayer. One more person. Because you're in panic, you want to be light. We run faster on our knees. I said we run faster on our knees. We run faster on our knees. To the world, we look foolish. But right here, Shakada Basaya, Retada Bajanta, Ruka Bashakata. But time is running. Your two death is approaching. Rekeza Gadawa, Erabashakataba, Retete Bayanda, Ulakasa Katabaya Revesha. Although they that wait upon the Lord shall renew Samantha upon wings like an eagle. Ayala Gazakataba, Shedagaragata. We are not rushing anywhere. We are waiting on the Lord. And the Bible continues and says, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. I'm not rushing anywhere. That I don't have it, it means the Lord has not deemed it fit for me to have it now.
Oh Jesus is Lord. Oh Jesus is Lord. They that believe will not act in panic. Our faith keeps us stable in times of trouble. Our faith keeps us stable in times of trouble. Is there trouble? Yes, there is. But we are not moved at all because our faith keeps us stable. Do not panic. Number two, when you build on Christ, the second things that happen to the second thing that happens to you is that you will not be ashamed. You are not. You will not be ashamed. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of Christ. The Romans chapter number 3 that we read. Paul says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, the rock of offense. The enemy tries to throw shame at you. The rock of offense defends you. They looked unto him and their faces were radiant. And we are not ashamed. A rock of offense. A stumbling stone. When the enemy throws shame, the people will stumble and fall. The rock of offense will attack them. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. There will be no shame in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Any wave of shame that has repeatedly come to you. Ayakasuka Baya. By the revelation of Jesus Christ, I stand here as the priest over this building, over this church, over this body, over aroma of glory. And I declare, where there was shame, may glory replace it. Where there was shame, may there be glory. I said, may there be glory. May there be glory in Jesus' name. In place of shame. Ay, 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 ay. Those who believe on him, this stone is a person. If you believe in Jesus, shame is not your portion. I said, shame is not your portion. Somebody shout and say, shame is not my portion. I make it louder. Say, shame is not my portion. And I declare upon you now that any area of your life that has experienced shame, by the declaration of the word of God you that believes in Christ you will not face shame in Jesus name just under a minute pray in the Holy Ghost you will not be ashamed you will not be ashamed you will not be ashamed There'll be no shame in Zion. 
Listen good. Stay put. Don't be in panic. There will be no shame coming your direction. This is the word of the Lord to the church, to a believer that is about to give up. Don't panic. There will be no shame coming your direction. The rock of offense, the stumbling stone, shall fight your battle. Why? 
Should you not be af afraid? Why should you not panic? Why should you be ashamed? Two things and we are done. Number one, because Jesus is the one building. Because Jesus is the one building. Don't worry about a project that does not belong to you. You are a project in the hand of the Lord. Your life is a project in the hand of the Lord. He said, I'll make disciples of many nations. You are a disciple of Jesus Christ. You are a tool in the hand of the Lord. You are here to destroy the works of the enemy. The gates of the hell cannot prevail. I said the gates of hell cannot prevail. Because Jesus is the one building. Number two. Because Jesus protects his church. Jesus protects his church. You don't have to fight your battle. Jesus is the one fighting the battle. You don't need to be in the battlefront. Christ is already ahead of you. The battle is there. Yes, we agree. Pain is there. Yes, I agree. But it's not for me, for me to take care of it. The responsibility to heal belongs to Jesus. The responsibility to rescue belongs to Jesus. The responsibility to protect belongs to Jesus. His church is his business. His church, his business. His church, his responsibility. Jesus protects us throughout scripture it is very clear that any time there was calamity there was a challenge in the town in the nation believers were spared you are the preserved one because you are the body of Christ remember I said to you the church is not a building the church is a body of believers it is persons like you and me who have believed in the rock of offense Christ is protecting his church. You will not be defeated in Jesus' name. I said you will not be defeated in Jesus' name. I said you will not be defeated in Jesus' name. You will not be defeated. Christ is the foundation of the church. The church is his personal agenda. Thank mm -hmm. you.